Welcome to Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Mine's Aaron Dugan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Aaron Dugan or Instagram, Aaron underscore Dugan. We've got a fun show for you because camps are open, Aaron. Training camp is open. People are practicing. Helmets, pads, cleats, they are on. Probably lots of wristbands. Uh, lots of water bottles happening across the SEC. People are hitting each other and trying to play football games. Can't wait. Can't do you know? Wait. Do you know why else this is an exciting episode? Uh, please tell me it's not like your birthday or something that I forgot. It's not it's my birthday. birthday. <laughs> that would make you a huge <laughs> asshole. It's August twenty fifth. Just so you don't forget, it is coming oh, up. It's coming up soon. All right, writing it down right now. Um, no, that's not it. You have another guess? Um. No, no guesses. It's our 100th episode. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that. 100 episodes. Who would have thunk it? We made it. We should have dressed like old people. You know how like the 100th day of school, you dress like dress up as old people? Yay us for I getting know. to 100 episodes. What, uh, celebrate us uh, by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and going to the YouTube page yep. and subscribing there because there's a lot of good content up there. Uh, on the YouTube page and a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys coming for the football season. So stay tuned for that. A lot of cool stuff, uh, of course, over there. So check that out. We're going to talk with Tom Green of AL.com covering the Auburn Tigers. They've already been on the practice field a couple of days. He's had some thoughts and some insight and seen some things about the quarterback battle. Brian Harson, the offensive line, the defensive front, the schedule, the expectations. So never a bad time, Aaron, to talk about Auburn football. That is for sure. So looking forward yep. to that. So we'll talk with him coming up a little bit later on in the <laughs> Sorry, pod. I didn't know you were done with your sentence. I it just given like, you. I was giving you space like to say something. It felt like a dependent clause. I was like, "Uh, are you done? Are you not excited to talk Auburn football? I am excited to talk Auburn football. Don't do that. Why Don't would you like never? That. Why would you not be ta- like? It doesn't matter how good they are or how bad they are or how high or low expectations are. It it's always interesting. Always, always a good time to talk Auburn football. So 100%. big. Huge quarterback battle, lots of coach controversy, lots of stuff going on with that team. What is the offense going to look like under the new offensive coordinator, Eric Kesaw? So lots of cool stuff uh, or interesting stuff from from Tom Green, AL.com, coming up a little bit later on. We are going to roll through every single team. Aaron, we did this last year, all 14 teams, because we haven't had a ton of camp news yet. We're still learning. You know, Brew McCoy is not eligible at Tennessee yet or whatever. There's not a ton of news yet. By this time next week, we should have a ton of camp news to get to, which should be a lot of fun to talk about. But we're going to go team by team, all 14, and give you our picks for win totals over and under for every single one of these teams. And then we'll give you our best bets at the end of the entire conversation. So we'll do that. Tom Green coming up a little bit later on as well. However, uh, the coaches poll was released, I believe, on Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Monday afternoon, I believe it was. And Alabama was your first place team, shockingly. 54 first place votes. Ohio State two. Georgia was three with six first place votes. Clemson was the pick to make the playoff. Uh, you had Texas A&M at seven behind Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. Yep. You had. Let me see here. Utah. Texas got a national championship vote for number one, which is just that. Just they did, didn't me. they? They let Matthew McConaughey vote. I, that seems stupid. Um, <laughs> just kidding. What is Steve Sarkeesian doing? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kentucky is your next team. So clearly top three with the coaches with Bama, Georgia, A&M. You got to go all the way down to 21 to get to Kentucky. You got Arkansas at 23, Ole Miss at 24. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the coaches poll, Aaron, with with the teams that were p- picked and where they were picked? I've, I've got things to say, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, since we're already down talking about Kentucky, Arkansas, and and Ole Miss at the very bottom of like the top 25. I understand them all being within, I guess, like four spots, three teams in four spots, because as we went through each win team, trying to figure out the win totals for each team, there's a lot of confusion kind of in that middle to upper tier section of the SEC in terms of I have a, a there's lots of question marks around all these teams being matched up against each other. So I understand why those kind of fell into a little clump. Um, I a clump. I like that clump. Yeah. I am at the very, very top. I'm obviously not surprised about Alabama. Um, I'm also not surprised about the huge gap between Alabama and the second and third teams on the list, which are Ohio State and Georgia. You mean from um, a first first place vote standpoint? From a first place vote, yeah. yeah. From a first place vote standpoint. Um, I. 
I actually was kind of surprised that it well, no, Georgia had one more first place vote than Ohio State. Okay, that makes sense to me. Because yeah. when I first glanced at it, I was like, I don't understand how Ohio State had more first place votes than Georgia. Um, anything else at the top? A and M. Nothing at makes the top. Sense. Nothing at the top. I, I don't have anything. Like I wish I had something smart to say, but like Bama's the best team. I think I'd put Georgia at two, and I'd probably have A and M at six or seven. So I don't have. Any I know problem. I was going to say A and M up one spot maybe, but besides yeah. that, I don't have questions about it. I think they're better than Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's a little overvalued here, but um, oh. otherwise it's fine. Like, I, I here's what's interesting at Athlon, we have Tennessee at 18, and so they have Tennessee not even ranked with the coaches, which makes them uh, they have Iowa at 26, Penn State at 27, Tennessee at 28, technically, then BYU 29, LSU 30, Auburn 31. No then way. You, then you got to go UCF, North Carolina, San Diego State, Fresno State before you get to Mississippi State and Florida. So they have a, a, a drop behind Auburn to Mississippi State and Florida. That part makes no sense to me. I would not rank Auburn above Mississippi State at all. <laughs> now, I can't argue with Kentucky being fourth because I like them to be ahead of Tennessee. I can't argue with Arkansas because I've got Arkansas finishing right behind A&M. So I, I agree with the general order of the, for those two teams. But I could not disagree more between Ole Miss and Tennessee. Like I think Tennessee is a top 25 team. I think Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn could all be top 25 teams. I am not picking Ole Miss to make the top 25. We'll get to our win totals here in a second. But to me, Tennessee belongs in the top 25. Ole Miss does not. And that would be my big you know, disagreement with the coaches poll if that's even a thing that matters. I could also even, I mean, when you're, so I think where you're coming from with that is how much Ole Miss has lost. And we're kind of, we talked a little bit about this last week, but we're kind of banking on what we've seen that program doing over the past few years. But if you really break it down in terms of personnel and, and guys on the team, that they have a lot of gaps now. So I'm guessing that's where that sentiment's coming from with you, like feeling like Tennessee is needs to be higher than them in the poll. Um, I would even argue a similar sentiment with Cincinnati. I understand that they have had like a good last couple of years, but all in all, like they got completely just wiped um, in terms of players. So I, sometimes I do feel like when these polls come out, there is like a little bit of, there's a little bit of rollover in terms of sentiment towards teams and what they've been able to oh, do in totally. past years, even if they they're completely down in, on personnel. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh to me is overvalued. Um, I actually don't, I don't necessarily agree on Cincinnati cause I think they play such an easy schedule that I think it doesn't, that, that fixes some of that, but like Michigan state, for example, at 14, like they're over under, I think it's like seven and a half. Like that, mm. that, that's like automatic rollover for the coaches there. So I'm not, I'm not down with that. I think Utah's a little underplayed, but as far as the sec goes, like I would rank Kentucky a little higher, but I think they're fourth. I would rank Arkansas a little higher, but I think they're probably fifth. And again, I would have Tennessee in there, but other than that, like, Again, the Ole Miss thing I don't get, but we talked about that on on last week's show. I just don't yep. I don't understand the Ole Miss thing. So I guess I, I listen. Hottie Toddy may be like able to tell me at the end of the year like you're stupid, Braden, but like that's just a normal weekend for me. So <laughs> nothing new. No <laughs> further questions. No, yeah, I do Auburn think Auburn getting votes and being like thirty first in the nation. Like I actually don't disagree with that, but like don't, you don't. No, I, I guess, think Auburn. I I'm, I'm coming I'm around on Auburn, man. I don't know. I, famous, famous last word. When I was looking, yeah, okay. When I was looking at win totals, though, which we, I know we're going to save it, but it, no. <laughs> oh man, see, I'm all right. Let's get let's get into this then, because this is all leading into the win totals here. And if you're not a huge gambler, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, but this is a lot of about this is a lot about scheduling and our predictions, and so it's just an easy way to sort of have a fun conversation about what we think these teams are going to do, and. Uh, do you want to start in the West or do you want to start in the East? Where do you want let's, to go first? Let's start in the East. Start in the East. So we're going to go team by team. We're going to give you our bets. If we had to bet on this team, because I will, we'll get to the ones uh, to me, there's very clear number. There's very clear teams here that I would not touch at all. But if we had to, here would be our bet for these teams. Yep. And at the end, we will <laughs> give you our, Three star, what two star, one star picks, or whatever you want to call them thousand dollar, one hundred dollar, dollar picks. You know, so right now we're just going team by team based on DraftKings line. DraftKings line. Okay. Yep. Got to go over under, got to make the bet, got to put down just a regular amount of money. Okay. So just this is our, these are our official picks and we'll track them and we'll see how we do. Yep. So we'll start <clears> in the East and we'll go alphabetical here. The Florida Gators, the win total, according to DraftKings, seven. 
The over is minus 125. The under is plus 105. So Vegas is favoring the over a touch here. Seven. I don't like over under totals for win totals for teams that don't have a half a game on them. So I already don't like this one. Where are you going with mm-hmm. the Gators? I went I went under on Florida. I when I counted it out, I'm seven's probably about about right, but I felt more comfortable with them winning six and seven. I went under. Okay. Our first disagreement. I'm going over. Going then, over for the Gators. Going over. In my head, they would either have to beat they would probably need to beat Tennessee. And that game is I can't remember if it's home or away. It's in, it's in Knoxville. At Tennessee. In my in my count, I feel like they have to be it was either Tennessee or they have to win at Tennessee or at Florida State. And it was hard for me to tip that way. Okay. I think that. I think banking on a Tennessee win over Florida is a fool's errand. But <laughs> this could be the year. Could be. Also, famous last words. All right. I am going over Florida. I just believe in Anthony Richardson. I believe in Billy Napier. I believe in I think they're going to be a much better team later in the year. So I think they beat Florida State later in the year. I think they're better than South Carolina, better than Missouri, better than Vanderbilt. So I think that's three more wins right there. Um, in theory, if they upset Utah in week one, which I don't think they're going to do, but if they do, that almost all but automatically hits the over. Uh, and then we don't know what LSU is going to be. We, you know, the crossover games, like they could, Kentucky's a swing game. So things could start out very poorly for me and they could, and they could start out like two and three. Uh, and if they start out two and three, then I'm going to feel bad about this. But you got the under. I got the over. Let's ride. Okay. Georgia Bulldogs, 10 and a half minus 240 is the over. So Vegas is taking all of your money if you want to bet the over here. Plus 195 if you go under. I, even with the odds against you and the juice, I still think you gotta, I, I've got to go over for 10 and a half. 11 or 12 wins for Georgia. That's a no-brainer to me. I put I went over to I have them down for 11 potentially 12 but that that was not I didn't have to think hard about that one. It's not a particularly valuable bet. You don't get a lot of value on this bet, but I do not know how you don't take the over. There is 0% chance they are going 10 and 2. Yeah. Nope. That's what Kentucky maybe went last one year. loss, maybe undefeated probably. Yep. So. That was the, I don't really feel like we have to harp on this one. I feel like most most humans that pay attention to college football would would feel like this is a decent bet. The Kentucky Wildcats, eight. I hate that this is eight. I wish it was seven and a half. It would I make know. it so easy to decide this. The over on eight is plus 100, minus 120. So they are giving you a little extra juice if you want to go over. Where are you going, Dukes? I went over, and that was part. the line was part of the reason why. Um, let me see how I got there. Um, I mean, they did lose a lot of people. This one was a little bit tough for me because I have faith in Kentucky and they're, they've been heading in this in the right direction for years. And like you said, build their program the right way. But they are missing a lot of very critical people on the line and very crucial positions. Maybe not the flashiest positions, but the guys that are integral to, you know, the offense and defense playing like they need to. And then just there are a lot of losses. But when you look at Kentucky's schedule, I mean, you can get there. It's not bad. You got Miami, Ohio, and then you got at Florida, which I think they could win that game. Then two super easy non-conference games that automatically gets you to four. If you if you count Florida, then you got South Carolina five. Mississippi State would be tough. Tennessee doable, but don't know. But give, you them still lo- have... give them losses to Mississippi State and to Tennessee. So you're okay, now what? Four, five, and two. One, two, three, four, five. I didn't do anything with Ole Miss. I just left it to see if I win. needed to do anything with it. Win, win. What week? Give him a win over Ole Miss. Give him a win. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If I give him Louisville, what are those, it'd be nine. What are, those, what are those teams that were seven and eight? You just you can't you can't just say the numbers <laughs> okay, on the podcast sorry. there and you gotta tell Vanderbilt. The people. <laughs> All right, okay. W W. Uh South Carolina, Missouri. Yeah, I, I, you're getting a nine pretty fast. Yeah. Louisville, you know, they could take that. That would be ten. One, two, three, four. Yep. God, how many times can I count this? Um, don't just stop. Just stop counting. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going. I feel good about it. I listen. I think Tennessee could be eight and four. Florida could be eight and four. And Kentucky could still be ten and two. Like that's that's how good that those. I think I I like the over here. Man, I wish it was seven and a half. I know. Good God, I wish it was seven and a half. But I'm taking the over as well. And you get a little extra juice with the plus one hundred. So I'll I'll take the over for Kentucky. I think nine and three is absolutely what i would peg them to do i don't think 10 and 2 is out of the question i really don't it, it's um, not i mean the, look at their their crossovers the two mississippi schools 
you know, their non-conference, the toughest non-conference game is Louisville. Like, it, it, how many games are automatic losses on the schedule? One, Georgia at home One. late in the year. And even that's then, that's a, that's a home game with a chance to win the division potentially. Like, they're... Will, if Will Levis is a rock star, this team could be ten and two easily. So I'm, I'm. You guys know how high I am in Kentucky, so I'll take the over. Um, Mizzou, five and a half, plus one fifteen on the over, minus one thirty five. So Vegas is telling you to go under here. It is hard to take the over on Florida, on Kentucky, on Tennessee. And then look at Missouri and take the over as well. Although five and a half, like, should not be that difficult to get to for South for, for Missouri. But I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to jive at all if you're going to take the over for, for like me for Florida and, and Kentucky. I couldn't get them to six wins in my head. So you got the under. I took the under. Yep. Okay. So we've we've agreed so far on everything but Florida. In which case, I've got the over. I'll also take the under on Missouri. I think five and seven is a is four, four and eight. I don't know. I don't know how bad it could get. I don't see six. I don't. I don't know how you get to six. That's my problem. Four, five. I doing the counting thing again. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to beat South Carolina. That's the tipping I agree. game for me. So if if you could give them South Carolina, you could get there. I can't. I can't make that work in my head. Yeah, and even then, you probably have to give them an upset over somebody else along the way. I mean, there there has to be. A win there somewhere. Yeah, because um, can't. Yeah, because it's like their non-con. They still have to play Kansas State. Kansas State's a good. Kansas State's a decent I know. football team. That's that's not that's not like a give a give me non-con game. So no, Kansas State will be heavy favored in that. Yeah. If I had to guess. So I mean, yep, I, I mean, at, at Auburn, lost Florida, lost Georgia, lost at South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas. Yeah, it's too it's too tough. Under, give me the under. Too tough. Me too. I'll hammer, I'll hammer the under there. Uh, South Carolina. I hate this so much. Six, six is the total minus 150 to go over plus 130 to go under. If it was six and a half, I would know exactly what to do. It is six. Where are you going? You go first on this and I'm trying to get no. to the notes. No, I you don't want to go. I don't want to go first on this one. I don't want to. I'm going under. I hate you, South Carolina. I hate you. Shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just hate the fact that it's six. If it was six and a half, I would take the under and feel good about six and six. I think six and six is the pick, but I am not buying South Carolina hype. You know me. I have not been buying the South Carolina hype all season. I don't understand it. And if you look at the schedule, there's a lot of tough games on that schedule, including a, a, a play with a play against the top two top five teams on the schedule. At Arkansas, loss, Georgia, loss, at Kentucky, loss, AM, top 10 team, loss. At Florida, that's a loss. Tennessee, Clemson, that's seven. That that's seven right there. So, I mean, I know they're going to beat Georgia State and Charlotte and South Carolina State. You give them a win over Missouri and Vanderbilt. I just don't think they're even close to the other teams. Because like, it's, they it's still very have to clear. win two more games to right? get the over to hit the over. Right? Yeah. Like th this is this has Can't. push this has push written all over it. Can't do it. There's just no way to make I and I actually I would love to see South Carolina do well. I know you're not. Uh, oh, I don't have any problems. I don't have any problems with South. Carolina. I know, and it's not like I'm believing in an over overhyped overhyping them, but it's just I hate I hate that it's six. No, this has push push written all over. But if you had to go over on, I can't get them to seven. There's no way I can get them to. Seven. I can't get them to seven. So if you have to bet, you got to go under. Mm -hmm. Also, Sorry. screams don't touch South Carolina. We'll yeah, that's to, not the one to bet on. We'll get to that in a second. All right. So far, still, we've agreed. This is the I know this is weird. Society. I don't know if I like it. Tennessee, seven and a half, minus 170 to go over, plus 145 to go under. A little value there on the underplay for the Vols. If they lose all their swing games, maybe they hit the under. Where are you going? I went under. Really? I know you went, I know you went over. Yeah. I am interested. Okay. Tell me why. Just going through the schedule. I. And I kind of part of me knew you would go over, so I, I wanted to. I gotta take the different side. I haven't Tennessee. told you what I'm picking yet. You definitely went over. I haven't told you what I'm picking yet. Ball State, Pittsburgh's a hard game, but they could do it. Akron, that's two. Tennessee, Martin, that's three. South Carolina, Vanderbilt, four, five. Missouri, six. And yeah. where? I don't know where to go. It's. Come back. The, the swing. I said they could get to seven, but I just I can't get them to eight. 
And I, but that's because I don't understand really what LSU is going to look like. So that's hard. I, I have think, a loss. I have a loss for Tennessee at LSU. Yeah. I mean, that's normally safe, especially since it's away. Um, but those, I think Tennessee and Kentucky are, I mean, Tennessee's creeping up on them. So I could see it happening. It's just getting they, them to eight was hard for me. So well, I went they, ru they routinely beat better Kentucky team. I mean, they beat them last year in Kentucky. Tennessee's beaten, you know, Jeremy Pruitt beat a good Mark Stoops team in Knoxville. So, this Tennessee's had Kentucky's number when it comes to this no. matchup. The, the key with not wrong. the key with Tennessee is this: it's all like for them to get to nine wins, they have to hit every single swing game. That's at Pittsburgh, that's Kentucky, that's at South Carolina, that, that's Florida. You have to win all four of those to get to nine. I think they lose one of those games that they're not expecting, and then they definitely lose to Bama, Georgia, and LSU. So I am taking the over. But it's because I think they get to eight, and I think there's a chance they can get to nine. And so I just think the statistics are there. Vegas obviously playing this as well. They have the, the over at minus 170. So if you do not believe in Tennessee, there's a lot of value to be had playing that under seven and a half. You get plus 145 on that. So there's some value there. I need one more. I need one more just showing from Tennessee to see that we're just still on the upward trajectory before That's I can really get there. Picking them to beat. Florida as the difference major potentially in this pick in this bet is a hard thing to do. It is. It is. Uh Vanderbilt two and a half plus one twenty <laughs> over minus one forty under, which means Vegas is telling you to take the under. I don't like that. What you got? I I think Vanderbilt could win three games, but I <laughs> God, their schedule is nasty. It's but honestly, do I think that? <laughs> I think they beat Elon and Northern Illinois, but uh, at North, Northern Illinois is not a bad football team. <laughs> no, and it, it's it's not. <laughs> and Wake Forest is a good football team. We're not going to beat Wake this year. No, there's not. no chance. Sorry, no, they're, no, they're a top twenty team. They're not going to win. It's not happening. <laughs> no, at, it, you have to win at Hawaii, Elon, and at Northern Illinois. Two games against group of five teams on the road. I don't know. You, now playing at Hawaii is that that's cool. Like that, uh, you should have a whole family reunion out there. Trip. Yeah. I ended up going under. I You went under two and a half? Oh man. All right, I'll go over just to be different. Okay. I, I mean, think they can win. I think they can win the third game. The question is, is one of them an SEC game? Because if they win one SEC game, which they have not done since October of 2019, then <laughs> then they definitely hit the over. What is it? Is it at Missouri? I think Ole Miss at home. I think at, at Missouri and South Carolina at home are all possible. Again, they should have beaten South Carolina on the road last year. Right. And there is something we now do. I think Vanderbilt will be Ole Miss. I don't, I do. I do not think that's probable. I think it's possible, but it has been, it has been very obvious or there's been a, a trend of Ole Miss and Vanderbilt play down and up to each other's talent all the time. Yep. Like even when Ole yep. Miss is way better, Vanderbilt somehow keeps up. There's something about like those two teams having each other's number, at least in the past. So that would be lovely. Um, I think it's more likely that it's Missouri or yep. South Carolina, but yep. I tend to agree, but it's, I, I think one of those three, all you gotta do is win one sec game. And I also think there's something to be said about a team that hasn't done something in a long time, trying to break a streak that allows you to kind of play up emotionally every single time every yeah. chance you get. I think if they get themselves in a position to win an SEC game, they're going to finish it. And if they do that, then that I think that hits the over. So I'll go over. That gives us three difference there. Uh, you went you went under Tennessee seven and a half, under Vanderbilt two and a half, under Florida seven. I went over for all three of them. So there you go. Um, all right, all right. In the West, Alabama ten and a half minus two eighty, minus two eighty for Alabama plus two twenty. You got to go over. It's a no-brainer here. I think yeah. they're twelve and zero or eleven and one, like Georgia. You're just not getting a lot of value on this bet. Yeah, no, you're not making a lot of money. It wouldn't be one that I would suggest taking just because of the value of it. But yeah, you have to go over. I don't know how. I don't know why you wouldn't. Arkansas seven and a half plus one thirty to go over, minus one fifty to go under. So Vegas telling you hardcore to go under some some value if you want the over here. I. What do you think I did? I, I think you obviously took the over. I took the over. Yeah, um, I did. I also like the over because I think they beat the two teams 
in crossover, South Carolina, Missouri. That's easy. All this talk all all offseason about how they have the toughest schedule in the world. Like, I know Cincinnati's good, but they're way down from there where they were last year. Yeah. Their crossover is South Carolina and Missouri. Those are the fifth and sixth place teams. And they get Bama and LSU and Ole Miss at home. They play AM not truly on the road. The, the other two win, they're, they're going to beat Liberty and Missouri State. I mean, at BYU is a tough non-conference game in the middle of the year. That's like getting a root canal. So I I don't know, man. I like the over on Arkansas. I like the over. They're, if you think they're a top 20 team, they're going to go eight and four. So I'll take the over as well uh, and get a little juice on that with the plus 130. So. Yeah, I mean, when you really go through it, it, or if you can, if you can open your mind enough to believe that Arkansas, at least on paper, is has a very good chance to beat Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati's been so good recently. If you can get yourself there, and then you go through the rest of them, then you, it's like, okay, you've got to beat just one of these teams. Like you have to either beat Mississippi State or Ole Miss or LSU, and if you can think that's possible, then you can get them to eight. And if you're giving it that, that's with you giving them a win over BYU, right? Well, yeah, that that's a thing. That is a very hard non-conference game, and it's right in the middle. But I think I still think they'll win that game. This is one of the tougher ones because I think they're better than almost every one of these teams on their schedule. Like I honestly think they're, uh, with the exception of maybe Bama and A and M, I think they're better, a better football team. I actually, I think this is a good, I think this is a good bet. Like I'm going to give them Missouri, Ole Miss, Liberty. Missouri State, South Carolina, Cincinnati. That's six right there. I would, And I would give them Auburn. So the only one, that means you have to win two games with A&M, Bama, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn, LSU. All you got to do is win two of those. Go two and four in those games. Yep. They're better than LSU. They get them at home. They're, they're, they beat, they pummeled A&M last year. I mean, Mississippi State's on the road. Auburn's on the road. Those are tough, and I kind of like both those teams, so I can see those being losses. Th- this is a total crapshoot where every single week we're going to go not sure which which one is going to happen here, but I'm, I'm I, going I'm going over as well. I hate, based on our guests this week, that I'm just really not – I do not have Auburn's back, but I uh, just fine. don't see it. Well, he's a reporter. He's not trying to – you know, he's 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 objective. He's not a – I know, but I a, wait to, like, pummel Auburn until, like, our guest is Auburn. <laughs> All right, Auburn, okay. Auburn, six and a half plus one thirty-five over, minus one sixty under. So they're they're begging you to go under here. Um, if they beat Penn State and LSU at home, they're going to start five and zero. Oh. Okay, if they start wait, five why, and zero, oh, they're going to hit can the you over. Go, why can you immediately just be like, give me on Penn State and LSU? I, it's not give me. I said if they beat them at home. I know, but that just feels like you're really. It's a lot of home like games. Reach five straight home games. They are it favored is. right now, I think, by a point over Penn State. I, Penn State does not scare me. I think Auburn wins that game. So again, I, I can give them. I'll give them four and zero. A loss to LSU. A loss to Georgia. That's four and two. They beat Ole Miss. That's five. You lose to Arkansas, Mississippi State. All you need is you beat Western Kentucky. All you need is one win against Arkansas, Mississippi State, A and M, and Bama, and that gets you to seven. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm taking the over it. on Auburn. Over, I baby. Am, I would absolutely not. You going under? Mm-hmm. All right. I like that was not a hard decision for me either. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 having way too there's too many overs here for me to because <laughs> I'm gonna take the over on a bunch of other teams too. <laughs> All right, LSU seven plus one fifteen over, minus one thirty-five under. And I think I know that I'm doing a lot of overs here. On a lot of these teams, I wish this was six and a half, and I think you could have got it at six and a half earlier in the year. Vegas is telling you to go under here. I think they beat Tennessee. I think they pull an upset or two. Here's the thing: I I think Ole Miss and A and M are going to give some wins to people, if that makes sense. And I think LSU could take one from Tennessee. Tennessee could still hit it's over seven and a half. And that could still help LSU. So I'm taking the over seven. Eight and four is a big ask, I think, for for LSU. I don't like this one because I don't like any of them that don't have a half a game in there with the hook. But I will take the over for LSU if I had to bet. Where are you going? Under. It's just the eight. It's just the eight. I can get seven. Seven, maybe. Eight. We just don't have any. I'd like to have some evidence that they can do that. And we just... We don't know anything about them except for that they have a better 
coach that has a tradition of winning and that they're a little bit more organized, but we haven't seen it in a while. It's just been complete chaos. So it's a hard, it's a very hard thing to give a chaotic program eight wins. So Florida State, Southern, New Mexico, that's three. Ole Miss, four. UAB, five. Okay, that's five. Alabama's a loss. All, all they got to do then is when they've got to win three games between Mississippi State, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, and A&M. And I know that's a lot of like games where they're probably going to be dead even going into that game and like the point spread will be less than six or something. I have them beating Tennessee, so that's six wins right there. So I need to find two more wins. And I, let's say they lose Between to... Between who again? If you give them Tennessee, who do you, where do you have to find that's, two more wins? I have to find two more wins. So that's Mississippi State, Auburn, Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, A&M. They got to find two wins out of those six to get to eight wins. And I think they could absolutely do it. They could. I like I like disagreement, though. I like it where we disagree. We're disagreeing on Auburn. We're disagreeing on LSU. We're disagreeing on Tennessee. We're disagreeing on Vanderbilt. We're disagreeing on Florida. I like it. I like it. This feels more like us. I like it. Yeah, disagreement is suits us. Yeah. Um, like my problem is that I'm over so far on everybody but two. <laughs> That's the problem. I know, and I'm it's under not possible. so far. <laughs> I know, me either. What am I? What's my? You count? have. Uh, you're under on a lot. <laughs> you're gonna have to go over here soon. So, but I'm going hard under on one coming up soon. So Mississippi State six and a half. Uh, they are minus 125 over, plus 125 under. So they're telling you to go over. You know me. I love me. I love me some bull puppies. Their schedule is much harder than like Arkansas and LSU. Uh, but all I need to do is get to seven wins. They are absolutely getting to seven wins. Give me the over. I also took the over. There, we agreed. All right, no explanation um, needed, huh? Okay. No, we can if you want to. I just think they're going to be pesky and annoying and beat some people they're not supposed to. I think. Like some other teams we've talked about today, they have been heading in the right direction, and I just don't. They're not. They haven't had suffered. They have a lot, lot more returning starters than anybody else, um, and so we're giving. Like when you look at the difference in like who's coming back on to Mississippi State versus like LSU or Ole Miss, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to make it make sense. Um, I mean, they I mean, lost a couple. The, cross, of like the big crossover sucks. What'd you say? The crossover, crossover, the crossover sucks because you get Georgia. So. Yeah. I mean, there's they had some holes to fill on defense a little bit, but I think that, you know, with having Will Rogers and the experience he has, um, I, I don't... They, I they're going go to they're gonna go 4-0 in non-conference. So they need to be 3-5 and five in the SEC. 3-5 and five to hit the over. I think they can do 3-5. and five. I do too. All right. There we go. I'm just going to keep going over until we get to here. Old Mississippi... Seven and a half. The over minus one forty-five. The under one twenty-five. Everybody loves old Mississippi. Ranked in the top twenty-five preseason coaches poll. Lane Kiffin is the head coach. They everybody loves. Vegas tells you to go over on old Mississippi. What are you doing? What are you doing, Aaron? I think you picked them fourth. I think. What'd you say? Didn't you pick them like fourth or fifth in the? I think you picked them fourth in the East, maybe. Um, in the East, yeah, that's. The, Wait, the problem no. is the the problem is the early sorry and yes in the, in the east. west <laughs> what no. in the west no in the now west like, sorry stop. in the west um That's... the pro- the problem with the under here is you basically are asking I'm at I have to, if I'm taking the under which I am hard taking the under here I am basically suggesting that they are going to lose every game in like the final six weeks of the season yeah you would have to be because they're going to win a lot of games early and they're going to ease their way into the schedule, which is why I think everybody loves the over and why they like them. But I think they're going to lose to Kentucky. And I would not be surprised if they went lost to Auburn, lost to LSU, lost to AM, lost to Bama, lost to Arkansas, lost to Mississippi State. I think they are playing the Mississippi State game to try to hit the over or the under. I agree. I also went under. I think they're seven and four. Playing the Mississippi State game, and I like the Bull Puppies, so I've got to go over Mississippi State under Ole Miss. Yep, I did the same thing. I you're could on, you're not... going under on everybody. You went, you went over on everybody. How <laughs> can you? Pick, but but you picked Ole Miss like ahead of Mississippi State and ahead of LSU and ahead of Auburn. You got to so give them. You got to give one of those ahead teams of an LSU over. and ahead of Auburn. I think I've I think I've come around a little bit on Mississippi State and Ole Miss's relationship okay. to each other which is why I can justify that. 
And here's the other thing, getting to A&M here to wrap this conversation up. Uh, A&M, eight and a half, minus 150 over, plus 130 under. At number seven in the preseason polls, number five in Athlon, but like a preseason top 10 team, that's 10 and and two, 11 and one-ish. So you could, in theory, steal a couple of over wins for some other teams and A&M still hit the over here. Because the over is the right play. Nine and three seems like a, the what Texas A&M is minimum going to accomplish. I think 10 and two is the projection here. But even if you go nine and three, that's two more wins for two other teams, probably in the SEC. So I think you can hit the over for A&M and for even like Tennessee and have it happen barely and still give a lot wins to everybody else, if that makes any sense at all. It kind of did. I stopped paying attention like your last two sentences. Oh, stop piece- it. <laughs> I'm going over for AM. Where are you going? AM. What did I do? Uh, I went over. Okay. Yep. Thought they'd win nine games. Well, if they're preseason top 10, they better win nine games. Yeah. All right. It, well, okay. So now what are we doing? $1,000 bet, $100 bet. God. $10 bet. What are your three favorites of all of the bets that you just put down? I had to go first the whole time. They? So why don't you go first on your um, – are we starting I, at the the best or the worst? I'm going to go my $10 my, – my, my $10 bet here. It's hard. Is, is, is probably Mississippi State. Probably my $10 bet. Mississippi really? State. Mississippi State. Okay. My they, ten, they, they, they're going to win four non-conference games. They only need three SEC wins to get to seven. Mine, I think I'd have to go Ole Miss. Under Ole Miss, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Feel good about that, okay. Okay. All right. Now you got a hundred dollar bet. Where are you going? I don't want to be boring on my like big bet, but I'm probably going to be Arkansas. I'll go Arkansas. I want to have like, like a po- I want to have a positive. Like I think I, top I think I already have bet. I think I already have money on Arkansas to go over. Yeah, I just I I I like betting for teams to do things, not not do things. You know, but I also um, like to win more than that. So Arkansas, yeah, I'll go Arkansas on my hundred dollar bet. I'm gonna go. This is boring. I'm gonna go Georgia. Yeah. So it's like I've got to lay like a thousand dollars to win a hundred. But I think if you're telling me which number do I feel the most comfortable with or second most comfortable with, I'm gonna take Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia over 10 and a half. Oh, yours are going to be really boring, huh? No, I I'm, I cannot decide between LSU, Kentucky, Arkansas. I like all those bets. The problem is, is that they don't have that hook. I need the hook. Here's, I need the okay. hook to bet What's to the gamble line? on it. For LSU and, or for, sorry, for Alabama and Georgia, oh, can you tell us? No, I know the incentive though. Like what's Oh, minus incentive? 280 and minus 240. Minus 280 for Bama, minus 240 for Georgia. So again, it's not a particularly valuable bet, but yeah. if you're telling me what's the one I think is going to hit the most, which one is the most certain, it's probably Bama and Georgia. Yeah, those are definitely... I had Bama for my number one, but I don't really want to be boring. And when we're talking about what's at stake, I mean, like you're not going to win that much money. I want to be super, super controversial and pick Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and go I, under? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I really like that over for Auburn. Um, but I, I hear you on the under. That makes sense. Six and six seems right. And especially if they dumpster fire it and they're going to try to fire Harson, that's absolutely something that could happen. Tom Green coming up, by the way, <laughs> from AL.com. Whoops. Um, I am torn between Arkansas, Kentucky, LSU, Tennessee. I'm torn between all of these. I think I have money down on all four of them, actual dollars on all four of them to go over. Uh, if you're asking me which one I think is the most likely, it's probably Tennessee. If you can get LS, so I got LSU at six and a half early in the summer. I would put everything on everything I have. If you can get LSU at six and a half, I would put everything I own, a thousand dollars on LSU six and a half. If it is seven for LSU and eight for Kentucky, I'm not touching it. If it's six for South Carolina, I'm not touching it. If it's seven for Florida, I'm not touching it. But I got LSU at six and a half, and I would put everything I have on LSU over six and a half. If you can get Kentucky at seven and a half, I would put mm-hmm. everything I have over on Kentucky seven and a half. So same thing. I mean, I, I I would not touch the ones that are full games here, but Tennessee, Kentucky, LSU, Mississippi State, Arkansas. I like the over on all of those. So what are you uh, picking? I, I'm I I got LSU at six and a half. So okay. I'm, 
Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're I'm talking hedging. about DraftKings line right now, which is seven and a half. Damn it. So what are you picking? Nice try, though. I'll, I'll probably go. I'll probably change here. I'll go $100 bet Tennessee, $1,000 bet Georgia. Okay. Because I think okay. there's, if you're asking me which one I think is the most likeliest to happen, it is the Georgia Bulldogs are going to go 11 and 1 or 12 and 0. So here's, okay. And that's, but you, you agree with Alabama being. Yeah, just as much. Bama's so, the same. I think Bama's schedule is harder than Georgia. Yeah. So, on, I mean, but honestly, like you're asking both either of those two teams to lose twice. The answer is it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's not going right. to happen. You're right. So they you can, can bet both... on them. You just won't. You won't be as rich as you will if. Like, yes, exactly. If I'm right about Auburn or Braden's right about. Right. Right. LSU. They're kind. Of, they're kind of like cop out bets, but they are the safest bets, and that's why the Vegas odds have them at minus whatever to two eighty. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me to play the value and the odds, then it's you know it's like you know plus one thirty five over Auburn, plus one thirty over Arkansas, where Vegas is telling you to go the other way, and you can get some value out of that. That's what I like there. I like LSU plus one fifteen over, you know, like so. I think there's there's a couple Kentucky, LSU, Auburn, Arkansas. You can get some value if you play the over. So, yep. I wanted to and look frankly, at LSU. and frankly, the under for Ole Miss. LSU has LSU schedule is not that scary. God, and their home like those games not. that they need to those game those close what we think will be the close games Tennessee. Mississippi State, like they get all those, they get all of those in Death Valley. Yeah, I got LSU at six and a half, man. I paid, I put money down instantly, like back in like March. <laughs> well, that doesn't help our conversation today, but no, it might doesn't. help your bank account no, and doesn't. later on. Some other time. You're right. Uh, all right. Uh, that just about does it. There's the top 25. We've got lots of camp stuff coming for you guys next week, of course. So check out the YouTube page for all the videos. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that great stuff. Follow Aaron Dugan on the Instagram, on the Twitters. You can at, at Aaron underscore Dugan on Instagram. You can follow me at Braden Gall. When we come back, you will hear from Tom Green, AL.com, talking all things Auburn Tigers right here on Fringe Element. Tom, good to see you, man. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Good to be back on. So a uh, couple of practices in. You got a big scrimmage coming up for for Auburn. Let's start right where everyone wants to start, and that is, of course, with the quarterback situation. Uh, I know you've never been asked about this, and nor have you ever written about it, um, but you do have a lot of bodies in there from other places. <laughs> um, first of all, how do I say Holden's last name? <laughs> uh, I believe it's pronounced Garner. Garner, okay. Garner, and, and, and then and then when they do whittle it down, which is what we know Brian Harson wants to do, who gets eliminated from that group? Who are the final two? And we know a decision's probably not coming for a couple of weeks. What are your thoughts on how it's playing out early in camp? Yeah, so back in the spring, he said you know he'd like to start whittling it down after the first scrimmage, and we know based on their schedule that that will be Saturday evening at the stadium. Um, so just a little bit more than a week into fall camp, they're going to get out there, they're going to scrimmage, um, and you know I'm not necessarily sure that he's going to whittle it down to two. I mean, I could see it uh, even going down to three right now. Um, you know, I, I think that you know holding Garner as a true freshman, even though he was here in the spring, he's got a real you know, uphill battle just to get into that conversation. Um, but I think they probably want to see more out of TJ Finley, Zach Calzada and Robbie Ashford, um, you know, just based off, you know, obviously TJ Finley's got a year of experience in this offense. Um, you know, we've heard good things about just the progress he's made since the offseason when he, you know, acknowledged that he needed to get better. Um, Zach Calzada, you know, there's a lot of buzz around him this summer, um, you know, after being limited in the spring because of that shoulder injury that he, you know, coincidentally suffered against Auburn last year. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of buzz around him. And, you know, I think he's kind of the perceived favorite in that room right now, um, just a base off of what he was able to do last season with Texas A&M um, and the numbers that he put up when healthy and against, you know, quality competition, including that win against Alabama. And then Robbie Ashford, um, you know, kind of a dark horse, you know, guy that also doesn't have any college experience uh, from his time at Oregon. But, you know, really impressed in the springs, got a live arms, got some athleticism, um, you know, kind of a different, you know, just mold of quarterback than those other two guys ahead of him. Um, so I, I think after that first scrimmage, we could see this whittled down to, you know, three, maybe two, depending on how things are. But, you know, through the first couple of days, you know, Auburn had split practices. Um, so it was veterans with one group in the morning, rookies, um, newcomers in the evening. Um, so they kind of went two and two of the quarterbacks, TJ Finley and Zach Calzada, 
went in the morning, Robbie Ashford and Holding Runner went in the evening, even though they were both here in the spring. Um, and, so, and Calzada is a newcomer technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, they, they were able to evenly split, split reps for these guys through the first couple of days. And yesterday was the first, first practice, I believe, where, you know, everybody was together at one. Um, we'll get a viewing window tomorrow to kind of see how things, you know, start to shake out. But, you know, when we've been out there with the veterans so far, and again, this is just like a 20 minute window at the beginning of practice. So we're only getting a little glimpse right. of what's going on there. But TJ Finley has been the first guy out there with the first team. And Zach Calzada has been, you know, rotating right behind them with the second unit guys. And, you know, they've done some drills where they've kind of mixed and matched personnel where you've got, you know, some, you know, returning veteran, uh, you know, receivers and tight ends working with Finley and then some with Calzada and, you know, just kind of, you know, switching things around to get these guys the looks that they need. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of where things stand right now. And yeah, I think a starter will probably be named, you know, toward the end of this month. So we know Tank Bigsby is one of the best running backs in America. We know the offensive line is in great shape, but it feels like there's so much movement here. Like we ha- we know what Brian Harson did at Boise and the sort of the type of offense he wants to run. He's got his third coordinator in in less than two seasons. You've got two quarterbacks, maybe a third, all of whom have transferred in and have varying levels of of expertise and different skill sets. So what do you think Brian Harson wants his offense to look like from like a philosophical standpoint? knowing the quarterback situation, the coordinator situation, and then tank in the offensive line being as good as they are. Yeah. Um, you know, they talked about this a little bit more back in the spring, but just, you know, like you said, with tank being, you know, one of those top running backs in the country, you know, with an offensive line that, you know, it's got its question marks, but they do not lack an experience. You know, they've got six guys who are super seniors on that line and they got a yeah. third year returning starter at, uh, guard and a, who's a redshirt junior. Um, so they, they've got experience and, you know, they got the pieces on the offensive line. They want to, you know, make tank Bigsby the foundation of this offense. You know, they know that that running game is going to be their bread and butter, but you know, you've got to be able to do it all. Um, uh, you know, the way things are right now. Um, so, you know, I, I think Brian Harson wants this to look a lot more like his offenses did at Boise, obviously. Um, you know, you just look at, you know, who his offense coordinator is now. It's Eric Keesaw, who was with him for, you know, multiple seasons at Boise, including as offensive coordinator. So, I, you know, these are two guys that are familiar working with each other. And, you know, it, it seems like, you know, he always wanted Keesaw to have some role on his coaching staff. Um, you know, it's a little surprised that he wasn't an assistant coach at the, you know, when Harson first got hired. But, you know, he came on as an offensive analyst, moved up to wide receivers coach a month into the season, and now he's coaching the quarterbacks and as offensive coordinator. So I think those two guys and just the rapport that they have and the experience they have together, um, you know, they, they want to try to be more creative. You know, that's, that's a word we've heard a, a few times so far in fall camp, just creative and find ways to, yep. you know, get some of these playmakers in space. Uh, insert meddling booster joke here. Um, so defensively, I had a chance to talk with Derek Hall a lot at, at camp or at uh, media days, incredibly sort of like thoughtful and, and like sort of, sort of has some wisdom beyond his years, the way he talked about the whole situation at the end of last season, that front seven, like people don't realize, I don't think that this was a top five defense in the sec last year. The front seven is going to be, uh, have a lot of talent on it again, as, as normally does. Where are you concerned about this Auburn defense and can they be a top three or four unit in the sec? Yeah, I think the defense, you know, how well they played kind of gets overlooked with how the season as a whole just kind of ended for Auburn with that five game losing streak. Um, You know, they have a lot of talent up front. You know, I think the biggest question is in that is in the secondary. Um, You know, you lose Smoke Monday, you lose by Darius Knighton, who came in and was was a starter last year. You lose an All-American cornerback in Roger McCreary. Um, So I I think there's certainly questions there. You know, they feel good about, you know, these these guys that they're bringing back. You know, they got two veteran corners in Nehemiah Pritchard and Jalen Simpson, and they brought in DJ James from Oregon, you know, who started several games for them last year. And, you know, Donovan Kaufman, who, you know, started his career at Vanderbilt, and then came on last year at Auburn uh, following Derek Mason over here. Yep. He's really come on and kind of locking down that nickel spot. But I think that safety spot is the biggest question. You know, Zion Puckett is a guy they're really high on. Um, they think he can be an all-SEC type of safety if he can stay healthy. Um, and, you know, really just, you know, they're, they're trying to fill that second spot at safety. I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, probably the one question mark. Um, and then also a linebacker. I mean, you get Owen Papo back after, you know, he was pretty much sidelined all of last season with that injury. But, you know, you know what you got in him because he's been a day one starter since his freshman season coming in as a five-star linebacker. 
but you're still replacing, you know, over 200 tackles between Zacoby McLean and Chandler Wooden last year. Yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see who kind of steps up next to Owen Papo there. Um, seems right now that the front runner is Cam Riley, who, you know, has just been kind of a beast since the spring. Um, and they feel pretty confident about that. So I, I think they feel pretty good about where that defense is, especially with that front seven. Yeah. Uh, and as someone who has watched every practice of Titans camp so far, I can tell you that they are missing Roger McCreary because that dude is uh, not even kidding. Tom, he has been the best defensive back on the field. And that is uh, a, one of the best secondaries in the NFL. He, he is he is flashed on film and, and on the practice field. He's a really good player. Um, I think Auburn fans already knew that. But, <laughs> but I just I just want to point that out, getting to actually watch him practice because, you know, in the NFL, we get to actually watch them practice. Yeah. Um, so I look at this. I know the AP poll came out and they, you know, they're not a ranked team, but they got some some votes. I actually sort of have grown on Auburn through the course of the offseason. I have Ole Miss at seven, Auburn at six. I know when you pick Auburn at seven, that's when they go undefeated and win championships. So uh, before I get to the question about expectations, which I have to ask, of course, I'm contractually obligated. I'm curious about where this team should finish on a talent level. Forget all the other stuff, all the outside noise. Just looking at the roster, the quarterback, the defense, the offensive line, is how good this the West is. I don't know if you think it's one of the best Wests you've ever seen, but just how good is the division? Where is this roster relative to some of the competition there? And where, like, where should they be projected to finish in this division? Yeah, yeah. So just based on roster talent alone, you know, Auburn. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the blue chip ratio. You know, Auburn still fits into that you know yeah. the, the numbers have you know been on the decline a little bit but you know they still firmly have the talent needed to compete for a national championship now there are lots of questions about this team that you know can prevent that from you know being the case and obviously a lot of people are really down on them after you know the way last season ended the tumultuous offseason that this team went through but you know the, the talent is there for them to you know be you know a quality team in a good sec west i i'm not sure you know this is the best west that i can recall um but I, I, you know obviously alabama and texas a&m are kind of you know the cream of the crop in the, in the division this year you know arkansas you know really impressive with sam Pittman. you know old miss you know they're going to put up some numbers uh there but you know i i think you know Auburn could realistically finish in the top half of this division, um, which you know, I think would be a win for Brian Harson in his second year. Oh, yeah. Now that of course that's easier said than done. Um, you know, especially when you look at their schedule. Any anytime you get an even year, you know, you're traveling to Alabama and to Georgia, you're practically starting the year in an O2 hole. But you know, the 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 rest of the schedule kind of shakes out a little advantageously for Auburn. They open the season with five straight home games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they should be able to win, you know, four, if not five of those. You know, obviously there's a couple of tough ones in there. You have Penn State coming back for the back end of that home and home. Uh, you're hosting LSU, which, you know, LSU kind of feels like an enigma to me too this year. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. But, you know, Missouri's the other SEC game in, in that slate. And then you have two non-conference kind of gimmies to start out the year. Um, so Auburn has a real chance in that first month to, you know, kind of get off on the right foot, kind of change the narrative surrounding this team. And then, you know, October, I think, is when we're really going to learn about this team because, you know, they start hitting the road, they go to Georgia, they go to Ole Miss, and they got a bye week. And, you know, kind of seven weeks in there, we'll, we'll know yeah. where this yeah. season is heading, I think. What, what did you make of, of Brian Harson sort of being very direct at Media Days to address all the stuff, the players being allowed to address all the, the nonsense that happened, and, and, and sort of where does it all stand? Like, I don't even know what the right question is because I, I I don't feel like we've gotten anywhere. And unless he does something special, isn't he going to be facing the exact same stuff at the end of this season? Yeah. And I think that's been the case for like every Auburn coach for the last <laughs> 20 years. <Every> year. <laughs> um, you know, even Gus Malzahn, when he had a good year, the question is, you know, what's going to happen to him? It wasn't good enough. Um, so, you know, I, I think Brian Harson, you know, he knows that there's still pressure on him. You know, he, he talked about there being alignment. I thought it was a very savvy move for him to kind of come out and handle it the way that he did. Um, you know, kind of throwing some barbs in there saying, you know, people didn't expect him to see there, see him there, <laughs> you know, admitting that the, the inquiry was uncomfortable and, you know, kind of unorthodox, but ultimately unsuccessful, um, you know, kind of planting his flag there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think that's kind of been one of the keys for him is that, you know, he's dug his feet in from the beginning, 
know, with, with that whole situation back in February, you know, he, he, he planted his flag, he drew a line in the sand. And I think players have really rallied around that, you know, this team, you know, they feel looser and closer together, um, you know, just from what we've seen. Um, and, you know, I, I think again, they, they've kind of rallied around him and I, I think Harson kind of learned a lot from that whole ordeal too. Yep. Um, you know, just covering him, you know, he's shown a little bit more personality. He's, you know, just, he seems to be more willing to play the game. You got you got to have I'm a little not talking gotta, about on the field. I'm talking about off the yeah, field. Yeah, you got to have a little old boy network in you, man, if you're going to be a coach in the SEC. There's no question about it. Um what what I mean, I know I don't want you to give me a number specifically because I don't like those kind of questions, but I'm just curious as to wh- where 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 does what has to happen this season for him to feel completely safe? Like to me a 9-win season and an upper half division finish if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm so happy with that. I don't know how the other half of the fan base could could try to win in that debate about his future. But again, if you go, if you lose your last five games and you lose all your rival games, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're staring at six and six, it makes it a lot easier for people to to push for your head. What what does have to happen? And and you know, what are the benchmarks there? Again, I hate asking a number, but right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned nine. I think Auburn fans and everybody would be thrilled with a nine win season. Um, you know, that's, that's a pretty, pretty solid season right there. Um, but you know, again, like I, I wouldn't want to put a number, but you have to show tangible improvements on the field, especially on offense. Cause that's where a lot of the questions are about this team. You know, you, you need to be able to answer those questions and show proof of concept on that side of the ball because, you know, you brought him in as this offensive mind yeah. who, you know, he could recruit, but he, you know, he cut his teeth at Boise State by outcoaching people. Yeah. He needs to show that, you know, he can outcoach people with the level of talent that he has at Auburn. Um, you know, I, I think if they show some, you know, some significant improvements and strides on that side of the ball, um, you know, and, you know, a little bit of an improvement in the win loss record ultimately too, um, you know, and, and the he'll feel trail. a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, you know, he, he pointed that SEC media days, like you look at where Auburn's recruiting is right now. I think they're like 13th in the SEC. They're, you know, in the sixties somewhere nationally. And, you know, that's not going to cut it. Um, you know, they have, I think, six guys committed to the 22 class right now. And that, that's not a big number by any means, but they have quality players. They're all four star prospects. You know, if you just go by this, you know, the average recruit ranking, I think it's like tracking for a top 15 class. So th- there's a good foundation there, but he knows that he's not going to get the numbers that he needs until they can prove what they can do on the field. Um, so I, I think, you know, those two things kind of go hand in hand. If Auburn can, you know, start showing proof of concept on the field, it's going to pay dividends on the recruiting trail and it's going to, you know, yeah. change the narrative for Harson. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the leadership secrets of Brian Harson book coming from you. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting that. Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. I know camp's going to be real fun at Auburn. I think the season's going to be real fun. You got big games every all over the place and like every single year on the auburn beat we have no clue what's going to happen exactly. uh, it's, it's one of the most entertaining teams in college football thanks for giving us some time tom we appreciate it yeah appreciate it Brad. that was tom green from al.com and we have a camp report here and that was the first interview we've done so far where somebody talked about what they saw on a practice field and that is awesome i love that it's exciting stuff written it is are you are you buying Auburn a little bit more now? Do you think they can? I've I've been trying to convince you for weeks that Auburn could be better than people think. I and I never said they they couldn't be better. I think it's would be you know it's not. Hopefully they will be at least a little bit better. But what we were talking about was are they going to win seven games? And I do not have the evidence. It is not beyond reasonable doubt. Here is the scientific proof you need. They were picked seventh in the West by the media which means they are guaranteed to finish in the top three. <laughs> That's science. That's absolute that, science. That is a better thing to go off of than some of the other arguments you've made. Yep. It's not a theory. It's not a hypothesis. It is law. It's funny. They're, if they're picked seventh, they will finish in the top half of the division. And we've made the case for it multiple times on the show, how they could be better than people think. We've mm, done it. You have. I have. <laughs> I have not. Yes, I have. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, we've also play? called them a dumpster fire more times than you've. They are. I know. That's what. But that's what makes Auburn so special. Is they can be a dumpster. They can fire. be special and not win seven games. 
They can be they can be Auburn and be a dumpster fire and also win like nine games. That's They're what makes a reality TV show for sure. No question. Yes. And they were like one foot away from beating Alabama last year. The team that played in the national title game. Kryptonite. So just saying. Not saying anything. Just saying. Not saying. Just saying. Another just saying thanks to everyone for listening to our 100th episode oh, yeah. of this podcast. Congratulations to us. Congratulations on not killing each other. Well, mostly just to you for not killing me. Oh, I'm really generous. not a not a. Well, I mean, you know, like I I annoy people. I'm not really annoyed by anything. I kind of just uh, I'm not really a murdering type. You are very much a murdering type, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but thank you, Brayden. Appreciate you. Uh, follow her on the Twitter sphere. Follow her on the Instagram. You can follow me as well. Turn on the notifications. Go to the YouTube page. We really appreciate Subscribe. it. A lot of fun stuff planned for you for this football season. We got all kinds of cool stuff. There'll be some announcements coming, so make sure you turn on those notifications on the YouTube page. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. 100! 100! Fringe That's Element. 100! How many times out. are you going to do that? Okay, bye. We'll talk to you next week. 100! <laughs>